many cities look at, Utrecht look at, uh, Amsterdam, Copenhagen, and it's almost paralyzing. It's almost impossible how to reach that level. What we show is that it's possible to change in a short period, 10 years is not so long, in a short period you can change a city. I'm Jessica Jones-Langley and this is 15 Minute Cities. Have you heard of VeloCity, the event of the year where people from all over the world are traveling to the ever-changing city where it's hosted? I spoke with Jill Warren, the CEO of European Cyclist Federation, or ECF, who are co-organizers of this annual event, and I'll let her explain this extraordinary event. So VeloCity is the world's premier conference for cycling planning and promotion. Each year it takes place in a different host city, so we co-organize it with that host city. We are in the beautiful Leipzig today. And uh, VeloCity has a long history. It started in 1980. The very first VeloCity conference was in Bremen. And since then, we've held it in places all over the world. Uh, lots of European cities, also in Australia, in Asia, in South America, in North America. So basically, VeloCity is conquering the world. So I attended this event along with a thousand other people and it definitely felt like we were conquering the city of Leipzig. Velocity brings together lots of people with many people returning year on year. ECF president Hank Spateo told me this year is actually record breaking in terms of turnout. In addition to people traveling from Australia, I met people from Salvador, Taipei, Houston, Yokohama and all throughout Europe. So why do people come from all over the world to attend? I'll let Jill explain. The reason is to bring all the different parts of that cycling ecosystem together, whether cities who are trying to make their cities more livable and more cyclable, to the advocates who are really calling for, for things to happen, to the academics and the industry, and everybody who has a big part to play in making sure that we can have more and safer cycling for all. And so for people who are here, what can they expect? What have they been doing for the last four days? Well, they've been having a lot of fun. <laughs> they've been doing a lot of networking and they have been listening to some of our over 400 speakers across the four day event talking about all of these kinds of things, you know, how we are making cycling more accessible and available to all parts of the population, how cities are transforming themselves into being more cycle friendly places, you know, what kind of policies and, and funding and programs. There's something for everybody here. And we're in this beautiful city of Leipzig at the moment. Why Leipzig? Why did you choose this place for the, to be the host of this year's event? I'm particularly excited that uh, we're in Leipzig this year. So this is the first time we've brought VeloCity to Germany since, I think, 2006 or 2007. So it's been a long time. And Leipzig is, is a wonderful city. It really has this history of, of being transformative. And we see that also with what they're doing for cycling. So they have really big plans. They're making very bold moves. And this is something that we wanted to show the world and show Velo citizens. And I, I think they've really liked what they've seen. So next year, Velo citizens will be traveling to Ghent, a city of just under half a million people located in the Flemish region of Belgium. And I was very excited to speak with Philippe Watteo, Deputy Mayor of Mobility, Public Space and Urban Planning. So can you tell us more about the journey of Ghent moving away from being reliant on cars to today we are going to be hosting the next Velo City and showcasing how cyclical Ghent has become. Then I should go back to uh, 2013 when I became a deputy mayor for mobility and where we uh, had the aim to, to become a cycling city. And that, was a, that took a long time 
we in 2017 we implemented the circulation plan that is a plan that um, gives space to pedestrians and cyclists it's a cheap plan it's fast it has impact uh, because we we saw that the the share of uh, cyclists in, in all the trips uh, the models the model split was 20 percent before i became a deputy mayor before 2013 and is now about 40 percent and so the city changed we did a lot of other things. We invested in infrastructure. We invested also in cycling and walking culture and so on. Lots of uh, measurements. And I think the, the Velocity Conference is for us a kind of celebration of those 10 years. And to also to strengthen what we did in, in the last 10 years, become a cycling city, become a city that's pleasant for people who live there, who, who work there, uh, with good quality of life, with air quality that is good and so on. So. Velocity is a, is a celebration of that period of hard working. Also, the starting point to be more ambitious as a city. And for people who will be joining the event next year, what can you tell them about their expectations of what will happen? We are busy with, with the program for the moment, but what, what we want to show is that it's not about infrastructure. It's not only about infrastructure, about the cycling paths and, and, and cycling bridges and underpasses. These are important, but it's not crucial. What is crucial is to change the system, the car system. You can't, you can't be a cycling city, you can't be a, a city for pedestrians without saying something about the position of the car. Uh, a, a good cycling plan will also be a car plan. You have to do something about the dominance of the cars. And that's what we want to show, how we did it in, in Ghent and how it's possible. Because many cities look at Utrecht, look at uh, Amsterdam, Copenhagen, and it's almost paralyzing. It's almost impossible how to reach that level. What we show is that it's possible to change in a short period. Ten years is not so long. In a short period, you can change a city if you take the, the, the good measurements and if you want to, to change the system. If you want, want to do it only by infrastructure, then you, you, you need 40 or 50 years. But if you change the system, and therefore you, have, uh, you, you need circulation plans, for example, if you change the system and want to change and you have the courage to change it, then uh, everything is possible. So in 2024, you'll find everyone traveling to Ghent for Velocity. And in 2025, you'll find everyone traveling to Gdansk in Poland. I spoke with Lukasz Klaus from the Polish city of Gdansk to find out how they're feeling about hosting one of the future Velocity events. Our city is really brilliant. It's a pearl of north coast of Poland. A lot of landmarks, a lot of history and a lot of areas which are uh, friendly to pedestrians, friendly to cyclists and friendly to spend free time. And what can they expect when they come to Velocity in your city? What will it feel like? I feel uh, really happy that we can invite a lot of guests from many parts of the uh, world. Uh, we are a city of solidarity and uh, this is uh, our main topic of uh, the conference, energizing solidarity. We would like to show how can we uh, rebuild also uh, Ukraine after the crisis. I hope that Velocity in Greece will be influence uh, to show how create new spaces uh, which are friendly to all uh, inhabitants. Here in Leipzig uh, everything is under control, everything works and uh, that is optimal, like said Germans. Uh, and I think that uh, in Greece uh, it will be uh, also. We would like to uh, show uh, also the uh, schools uh, in Poland during May. I hope that all of participants get a chance to see how look. Uh, Rover of my, our main campaign, Cyclic May, 
Uh, also, we would like to uh, arrange a nice uh, bike parade uh, in which uh, took part not only uh, participants on Velocity, but also inhabitants and uh, pupils from uh, Dansk schools. So if you take a look at the different cities that have hosted Velocity, it's been all around the world, from London in 1984 to Taipei City in 2016 and Rio de Janeiro in 2018. I'll let Jill explain what's involved in being a host city of this amazing event. So we have a competitive bidding process. We've just opened the bidding for 2026. So 2024 will be in Ghent, Belgium, and 2025 in Gdansk, Poland. Any city from around the world is very welcome to bid. And so we evaluate the bids, we choose a few shortlisted cities, we visit them, we listen to their story. Why do they want to host the conference? How will they make it the best ever? What creativity will they bring into that with things that really appeal to our Velo Citizens community? So after Ghent next year and Gdansk in 2025, where will Velocity be going after that? We welcome bids from anywhere in the world. We've been in Adelaide, Australia. We've been in Taipei. We've been in Rio de Janeiro. We've been in Vancouver before. So, you know, we have gone uh, all sorts of places over the world and uh, we're very open to uh, anybody who wants to bid. We're all on a journey towards being less reliant on cars and we're all in different stages of that journey. So to understand more about the shift in transportation in Germany, I spoke with Kirsten Fowler, Hamburg's first cycling coordinator in 2015, where she had three colleagues. And she was also the chairman of the Cycling Association in Hamburg. Today, she leads a team of 88 people at the Office of Mobility and Transition. And she understands every aspect of what it takes to put into practice some of these amazing ideas that we're seeing at Leipzig. So why are you here? Why are you interested in coming to an event like this? Hamburg has laid the vision of the car-friendly city to rest. Uh, instead, our vision today is a livable city whose public space is for people, not for cars anymore. A city whose basic mobility is reliable, convenient and environmentally friendly. A mix of walking cycling and public transport and of course we are here in the Velo City in Leipzig to get new ideas and spirit from uh, other countries and also from the ECF and the associations. I spoke with Jill Warren earlier who was talking about all the different cities that host Velocity. So would you consider being a candidate? Can you talk more about uh, potentially Velocity coming to your city? Yeah, of course. Maybe I start with some figures. In 2017, 15% of all trips in Hamburg were made by bike. It has increased up to 22% by now. So 7% plus in five years. And some more figures. In 2017, we spent around 11 euro uh, per year per inhabitant in Hamburg for cycling. In 2021, it raised up to almost 50 euro uh, per inhabitant and we built more than 350 kilometers cycling infrastructure uh, during the last um, eight years and this is what we want to show to the people that it's really possible in Germany to change from a car friendly city to a city for cyclists. So can you tell us more about the, the short term and also the long term strategy of how you're going to encourage cycling? This is very interesting. We have a, a Veloroute uh, network. This is the backbone of our cycling infrastructure. All in all, it's about 280 kilometer long and building it up, it will take years. And uh, we have to involve citizens in the planning processes. We have to squeeze our roadworks into a busy citywide schedule of constructions. This is like running a marathon. 
But to keep people interested and evolved, we need measures that are quickly visible. And so we are sprinkling the marathon with little sprints. This is our strategy. And um, so we establish pop-up bike lanes, we paint cycle lanes red, and we improve existing infrastructure. And one thing is also very important. We need to explain what we are doing And we always have to know how cycling develops and how people use our newly built infrastructure. And this is why we established an automated and citywide bicycle counting system. And so we have the data to, to talk to the people and to tell them, yes, we're on the right track. Let me point out one more uh, part of our strategy. We introduced a controlling mechanism for the whole city. Um, and with one mouse click, we can check what is being built and where it is built. It also tells us where we need to give things an extra push. And looking at our data, we can prove that we are not only interested in quantity, but also in quality, and we can focus on our target. So who knows where we'll be in 2026. Hamburg is not the only one who is vying to be a host of this popular event. There are other cities who are looking to host. And earlier on, I asked Philip what advice he had for cities that were considering being a host. Ville, to, to host uh, Ville City is not about, is, is not a kind of, for me, it's not a kind of city marketing. It's about policy. It's about good policy. It's It's about ambitious policy to make a city for people. And Velo City is at the end and at the beginning of such a policy. But it's not about city marketing. It may never be city marketing. Look, we have the biggest cycling congress in the world. And look how good we are. That it may never be. It's about to have good, ambitious policy. And then Velo City fits in it. So that's what we try to do. To have a good policy and, and to, to fit Velo City is... It's just fitting in it and nothing more than that and nothing less than that. So for those who were at the event, you may have actually seen me there. I was one of the people wearing the bright pink sweatshirts that read, ask me how Marseille tripled their bike share numbers in three months. So a big thank you to everyone who came and visited the 15 stand and discussed bike sharing in different cities around the world. It was really cool to meet so many different people and I'm really looking forward to the next one in Ghent. If you want the answer to that question, do visit 15.eu to find out how they tripled their bike share numbers. A big thank you to Jill Warren from ECF, Philip Wateo from Ghent, Lukas Klosch from Gdansk and Kirsten Fowler from Hamburg.